Hey, it's Bartender Journey, podcast number 51. Thanks for listening. It's Vince here. I have a great interview today with Ray Foley, who is very influential in the bartending world over uh, the last many years. And uh, he's a fascinating guy and uh, fun to talk to. So uh, here we go, coming up. All right. Well, Ray Foley, thank you so much for coming on our show today. All righty. We have uh, Ray Foley. He's the founder of Bartender Magazine. He um, wrote several books, including Bartending for Dummies and also Running a Bar for Dummies. And uh, um, he's a former Marine who has more than 30 years bartending experience and also uh, a lot of management experience. So uh, thank you again for coming on our show. You're more than welcome. Great. Well, um, I'm curious for one thing, uh, as far as management goes, what you look for in what kind of qualities you look for in a bartender when hiring bartenders? Uh, you know, everybody's different. I hate when they do a, a, just say what you look for. There's so many things you have to look for. What I mostly look for is a good personality and willing to work. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people going to this don't realize you have to work on weekends and on holidays and stuff like that. Right. And everybody says, I'm looking for somebody's honest. Well, you, it's hard to find out if somebody's honest. Right. It's almost impossible. Right. But you can make a, a good judgment, you know? Yeah. Uh, just want to look for somebody who really wants to work. Right. And I think that's the most important. I, I think attitude's a very, the most important thing, too. Yeah, attitude and um, personality, right? Uh, obviously, they have to get along. What are the, hold on a minute. Yep. We just had a guy come in to fix our cable. Oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. So that's what uh, I, I usually work for. Where I always work, we, we, it's a very popular place, so uh, we always did by recommendation. People say, well, he might be working together. No, 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 because that guy's got to watch out for him. Otherwise, he looks bad, right? That's right. That's so true. I recommended somebody for a job once, uh, bartending, and uh, one day she just didn't show up, and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> you know, it's really more, most embarrassing. It happened to me only once. I, I worked at this place for many, many years, and they owned another restaurant, and I knew the guy. Actually, I hired the manager of that place, and then... Uh, I go up there one day, and he says, boy, good person you send me. I said, I didn't send you anybody. Oh, that girl that was working here, she worked. She stole money the same day and left. <laughs> I says, well, don't you think you should have checked and seen if I sent her? Right. You know, a lot of that's a fault in a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. They don't trust the resumes, do they? No, no. They, uh, yeah, they, they go by personality, but they don't, you know, they go kind of on a gut instinct, and uh, sometimes that's not enough, right? They go by a gun instinct, and they're all they're looking for sometimes is a body. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And then when you have the person in there, uh, you know, I went into a place where I used to live uh, up in northern Jersey. And I used to go to this place, and then they, they hired this person to work there. And she's picking up the glass in her hand, you know? Yeah. Which I hate. Yeah. And then she's not using... A scoop, which I really hate. Oh, yeah. You know, I did a show once, and I said to the guy, I was I'm not going to name the company, I said, oh, you should disqualify that guy. He doesn't use a scoop. He says, why should he use a scoop? This guy was representing the liquor company. That's <clears throat> how much he knew. Yeah. He says, you don't have to use a scoop in New York. I says, where do you get this information from? <laughs> then another guy who now runs around calling himself master mixologist and all this other crap that he thinks he is. Uh, like, I mean, he's got one of those names, too, you know? Yeah. He says, oh, you don't have to use a scoop. I says, you guys are nuts. You're absolutely yeah. out of your mind. Yeah. I would never go in a place that doesn't use a scoop. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll point out the obvious reason why that's a bad idea. The glass breaks in there. Now you got glass in your ice. You can't tell the difference between the ice and the glass. 
It's bad news all around. Totally, uh, it's bad news. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit um, unhealthy uh, or not good conscious at all. I really believe that. Yeah. I think using an ice scoop uh, and keeping your hands off the top of the glass is the most important thing. That's so true. And then when I called her on it, I said, oh, how long have you been a bartender? You know what she says to me? Mm. I just told you it was a call thing. She says to me, I'm not a bartender. I'm a mixologist. Oh, brother. <laughs> how long have you been doing this? I'm doing this for a month now. Yeah, you're a mix. You're a master mixologist. That's the thing that irks me. People get mad when I get irked at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear master mixologist. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a pit, pit, pet peeve of mine as well. You know, whether the glass is clean or dirty, if you're sticking your fingers inside that glass, either way, it's bad news. It's just that you don't know what the hell you're doing, is it? And I know, I know. And, you know, they're, they're concentrating on so much of this. Uh, uh, making their, everybody wants to have their own drink, you know, and you can't blame them. And I think it's a good idea right. for signature drinks where you're using uh, uh, apple pits and apricots, stuff yeah. that you can't even find. You, you, you read the recipes in the paper, right. right? Sure, sure. And I don't know where these recipes, who these, uh, I think the PR business and the writers, the writers more than anything else, the PR people do help you out, I should say that. But the writers, they, uh, they come off with these crazy cocktails that nobody in their right mind at a bar would actually use them. Right. Well, you probably wouldn't have the ingredients on hand, right? Right. If it's your signature drink, I'm with it. But if you think it's going to be a popular drink, like I, I think I was talking to you or somebody else, that what's the most popular drink in the last 10, 15 years? They had two popular drinks. Yeah. Unless you want a cat, you know, I guess it's a mojito, but that's been around. It just was resurfaced. Right. Uh, but the only thing is the Cosmopolitan, I guess, the Fuzzy Navel, right? Yeah. Well, I can't think of any other drinks that have been possible. Is it true that you invented the Fuzzy Navel? Is that what I Created heard? is the word. <laughs> right. Well, that's With, a, with that's someone else legacy. that worked at National Distillers. Okay, cool. Still, he yeah. was the, um, what, what actually, what I say, he was the, the control state manager uh, okay. for National Distillers. Really cool guy, but we were fooling around, and that's uh, Jack Doyle, his name was. Okay. Yeah, and him and I. So I don't take the credit for the whole thing. Jack yeah, and I yeah. were fooling around, right. and it wasn't named after a navel, by the way. <laughs> you know that, right? No. Well, if you look at an orange, you'll see the word navel printed on it. Right. 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 And he says, "I still can smell the fuzz." As kidding, we were kidding around. <laughs> and I says, "How about the fuzzy navel?" <laughs> Not everybody liked the drink, and but the president at that time, Jack Rutherford, just says, "Go for it. It's a cool drink." Right. Only. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't mean it to be somebody's navel, you know. Oh, gotcha. But people yeah. could think what they want, and the reason that drink was popular, it was easy to make. Right, right. And so, um, if these liquor companies, some of these liquor companies, hire these people to make cocktails, you'll never use them in a bar because nobody's going to keep uh, kumquat juice in a bar. Right, like right. No, All it's right? true. What yeah. Do you think? No, I agree with you. I mean, actually, I, I enjoy making something weird and unusual at home. But when it, when I'm working, it's like you, you get you know you get something that that's a lot of work, and you're like, oh, geez, you know, I got to make that. Plus, I got to pour the beer. Plus, I got to make the Jack and Coke. Plus, I got to do you know, and, and that that one drink's going to take more than yeah, and, more time than everything else. The most popular, the, the thing you have to realize the most is it's got to sell and make money. Right. Right. And that's it's got to have a profit item. You can't make much of a profit if you have sixteen items in the cocktail, can you? No, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing. I w another thing I want to talk about is cost. But uh, before we get to that, I, I I do like you said. It, it is 
an idea to have a, a good idea to have a, some kind of signature cocktail or, or a cocktail menu, don't you think? Because somebody who might order a glass of wine. It depends upon the, upon, upon the uh, place, I think. Right. I, I don't know if you're going to have a place like La Grande or some fancy restaurants going to have a cocktail unless a uh, menu, unless you have a drink, special drink every day. Yeah, I think, well, you know, even where I work, is a, we don't get a lot of people asking for fancy cocktails, but just to have that list there where, you know, once yeah, in a while, sure somebody, it's a you know. Great idea. Some a, list there. a lady who might order a six dollar glass of wine might order a nine dollar cocktail instead. So you know, of that's course. true. But they always ask you. You can always ask them. You know, sometimes they say, "What? What can you make?" Right. Right. Or what shall I have? I like people sit at the bar for ten minutes and they just you know you're busy and they come. Well, what would you like? Oh, can you recommend something? God, you've been sitting here for ten minutes. <laughs> you can't think of anything you want to drink. The only problem, what is? and always will be, is with these menus. And uh, when you recommend a drink, they don't like it. Right, right, right. And they might be polite enough not to say it. I love when I watch television and they make food and they make a drink and they go, hmm, great. Yeah. Is Everett not good? I know. I've noticed that too. I mean, I've had drinks that you've got to kid yourself and sometimes the guy, the bartender stands there and goes, well, what do you think? And what are you going to say? Yeah, yeah. Then I take the drink with me to the head and throw it away and come back and pretend I finish it. I did that once in Colorado. I'll never forget it. Oh, yeah. At a private club. The drink was horrible. <laughs> so I took it into the men's room head and I just poured it down the sink, you know. Then I walked out and pretend I'd finished it. Yeah. And then he said, you really liked it. I made you another one. I got you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so it was tough on me, right? Yeah. But when you look back at experiences that you had like that, I bet more often you remember the bartender's personality than the drink itself, don't you? Yeah, think? he was a good guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the magazine does this thing, cocktail right, where we cocktail rate people's drinks so they can have the bragging rights. I mean, mm. you can't copyright a cocktail. I don't know if you know that or not. No. The only drink that's ever been copyrighted by the government is the Bacardi cocktail. Huh. And, and that was years and years ago, and Bacardi has a lot of power, but it was made with Bacardi. Right. So I think a guy tried to cocktail write a 7 and 7, a Seagram's did one 7 and 7. They couldn't because a guy was in Pennsylvania was making 7 and 7 with another product. Mm. And they just won't uh, do it. You try it if you want. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a brand name. What about Bacardi and Coke? They probably tried to. Nope. <laughs> no, that's, not that's, that, that, that's not either. No. The only drink that's copyrighted, copyrighted is Bacardi cocktail. Oh, interesting. It is, but that's why we do cocktail right. In other words, it gives you bragging rights that you can oh. hang on your wall and say here. Oh, cool. And we've done over two, 3,000 of them. All right. And that's what it is. It's really bragging rights. See, some people think you're going to make a cocktail uh, like with uh, absolute vodka, Sobieski vodka, Smirnoff, uh, one of the vodkas, and then put your product in it and say, oh, that's my drink, and now they're going to pay me. They're not going to pay you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they're just not going to pay you. I don't know anybody who gets paid for uh, creating a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. But spe- speaking of uh, different cocktails and things, you know, we were talking about maybe somebody will order a $9 cocktail instead of a $6 glass of wine, but uh, I guess what we want to figure out is uh, does that actually make the bar any more profit, right? So it seems like a thing that a lot of people don't put enough thought into is how much is this costing you to make well that's why a lot of them don't do it <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> I mean, i'm just finishing up the second edition of running a bar for a dummies and that's one of the most important things yeah exactly you're in the business to make money i mean if you think you're going to make a good reputation that your mm-hmm. cocktail is better than anybody else's cocktail we'll charge for it right but you can't be going into a bar and um have one bartender and take some 
10 minutes to make the drink. Yeah. People are just going to be looking at you. Well, what's your thought on consistency with drinks? Like, should, you know, when, when you go into a, a bar, should the uh, bartender sort of have his own take on things, or should every time the, uh, the guests go into a bar, the, that drink tastes the same no matter who makes it? You're talking about signature drinks or martinis? Just all drinks in general, you know. Um, That's hard. That's hard to say. Yeah. I couldn't answer that question. Okay. Everybody's going to make a Manhattan their way or a martini their way. or Right. You know, I go to the the great bars in New York. You know how long the bartenders have been in those places? The great bars for years, right? Yeah. 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Check out, or whoever's listening to this, check out how long the bartender lasts. I'm just thinking of one particular bar in Manhattan where uh, the bartender had been there for 20 years or something, and it was a great bar. It was a great time, you know? Where? It's, um, I think if the bartender's been there more than 10, 10 by five years or more, then I think it's a great place because he's, he's doing great. The bar's doing great. The White Horse Tavern, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, the White Horse is an institution. Yeah, that's a great place. Yeah, uh, it's great. Great. Oh. It's, it's such a good time. The same guy still there? Yeah, what was his name? Um, was it Tom or um, Bob? I forget. And why isn't he leaving? Because it's a, he, he's making money. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, I, I picked up your um, book, Running a Bar for Dummies, and uh, I skimmed through. I can't claim that I read it cover to cover yet, but I skimmed through it. And uh, a couple of phrases I liked that kind of stood out to me, I wrote down. Uh, you talked about making your guests feel special, and uh, I, I agree with that 100%. And that's something... I think it's all. I don't want to hear anything else more but giving good service, and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I've always thought that was the most important thing. Let me tell you something. You're in this bar to give good service. Why? Why? So the guests have a good time and come back. And? And spend money. And tip you well. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's be honest about it. We're in this business to make money. If you're in this business to, to show off and be... Now, everybody, no, I see most of these bartenders, as soon as they get into business for a month or two months or six months, they're master mixologists and they... You know, come on, knock it off. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Changing. Did you have a nickname? No, no nickname. No. I did. Did you? What was yeah. that? Jaime Lipshit. That was my <laughs> nickname. Oh, seriously. Where did that come from? Ah, I came when I was a kid. I used to know a man. Uh, went to Catholic school and I ran their event. You know, they're like the fair one year. Uh-huh. Everybody says, "Oh, you just like Mr. Lipshit." <laughs> had it for years it's a joke yeah but a lot of people know me well don't call me on me by the way but <laughs> I never had a thing like world's greatest bartender or Mr. Bartender or any of that crap yeah I gotcha I gotcha and uh I had one person mm-hmm. said you know you've done and actually has, he has a nickname I'm like I should he said you've done more for bartending than anybody ever did any for bartending I said well that's very nice of you to say that mm-hmm. that's probably true though yeah <laughs> <laughs> isn't it I I think so. I think so. But I'm 70 years old now, so I really don't. I never actually cared about who what. A, I cared about the bartenders, but I wasn't caring about being a show off. Right, right, right. You know, something else that caught my eye in your book. Uh, you talk about slow. Sometimes you got to slow down the drinking. So uh, can you talk a little bit about responsible serving? Obviously, when you're a bartender, you're a salesman as well, and you want to sell as many drinks as possible. But sometimes you got to uh, you got to change gears a little, right? Well, that's 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 a that's a gift you have after working for a while behind right. the bar. Right. Either you get that gift or you forget it. But you know, you always have to watch out for the quiet person. Right. They're the most trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But you have, you have, that's a gift, and you really got to concentrate on that. You know, I, I when I had a 
years ago, the girl who was the head of Mothers Against Drunk Driving Mad, mm-hmm. I had a debate with her in California. Mm. And uh, this is, geez, it's got to be 20 years ago, just when she got popular and was feeling her oats and everything. Mm-hmm. And she made the comment that bartenders get people drunk so they tip more. Mm. And I told her, you have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because if people get drunk, they don't tip. Right. And bartenders know that. They don't tip, do they? No, no. They forget to tip. They square the money up, just pull it over, put it in their pocket, and leave. Yeah. And, and the hardest thing about being a bartender, I think the hardest thing, is shutting someone off. Yeah, I know. It is. And if you can do it outside of the bar or if he's with a friend, that's the best way to do it. But it's tough. With a friend, yeah. Mm, that's a good point. I, I remember. I always did that to people at tables. Somebody said, that guy's drunk and obnoxious. So I get the guy who's paying the bill and tell him, get him out of here. Yeah, so try to get the uh, friend on your side, huh? Yeah, you have to do that, I think. Or if somebody's in it, I'm sorry. I just, we, that's, and I always said this, and you can tell all the bartenders that I've ever talked to, and I always used to say, it's house policy. Mm-hmm. Never take the blame yourself. Right. Never say, oh, well, that's my policy. We don't, no, don't ever do that. Of course, they can't actually yell at the house, can they? Right. <laughs> or beat up the building. Right, right. So I always I thought that was a great thing to say, and I really appreciate that about running the, that you made that thing about running the bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's we great. We just finished it. We just doing it over for the second time. The second edition's coming up. Oh yeah, that's great. So you're updating it as far as uh, and we update uh, bartending for dummies, and I think we're the only books going to be out there that's updated. Oh great, yeah. I'm of course, to when I just updated, well. I just saw a drink I really liked bounce at the press, and I can't do anything about it. So. You saw. I gotta live with that too. What was that? You saw a drink that you really liked? Yeah, I just saw a new drink. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> what was that? I, I can't update this book every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the uh, the magazine comes out four after... times a year now. Four times. Okay. It's very tough. The magazine business, the publishing business. Mm. Nobody's spending any money. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But, and we um, have the internet. But I own Bartender.com. You know, anybody wants to buy anything, send them my way. I, well, that seems like a pretty valuable uh, URL, you know. Somebody will come knocking on your door one of these days wanting to buy that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd like our uh, listeners to know more about your magazine and uh, how they can how they can subscribe. Cause, uh, well, they can go to the website. They'll tell them everything, bartender.com. Uh-huh. And I also own mixologist.com, but I haven't got anything up there now. I took it down. Mm, okay. Well, I, my buddy and I, who I tend to bar with for many, 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 many years, used to, when that first came out, uh, we used to uh, drink our asses off and buy these names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> it was a pretty good idea, I guess, at the time. Yeah, yeah. But some of them, I can't tell you the name of them. But, uh, <laughs> but we'd, we'd be on the floor. We'd be laughing so damn hard. They're going to give us that name? Let's see if they give it to us. Now my wife wants something from me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you go. I don't want to keep you on the phone all day. Yeah, fun talking to you. Okay. But, uh, oh, thanks again so much, and uh, I'll definitely well, send email Send me an you. email so I see if I can help you out. I will. I appreciate it so much, And you're a great guy. If I can help you anyway, just give me a call. I appreciate that, Ray. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very Have much. Bye-bye. Well, that's my new friend, Ray Foley. He's the real deal. He's been in this business a long time, and I thank him so much for sharing his knowledge and experience with us and our listeners. And please go to his website, bartender.com. That's a cool URL. I wish I had that. And uh, check out his books, Bartending for Dummies, Running a Bar for Dummies, and he's got a lot of other books too. And uh, again, thank you again, Ray, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. 
And uh, thank you to our listeners. This is show 51, which means next week is our 52nd show making a year long, right? That's one year. Hey, that's pretty cool, I think. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, if you're a new listener, please go back and start start at the beginning. Listen to our shows. There's a lot of great stuff there. If you're a, a bartender or an aspiring bartender, there's a lot of good information there. Just start at the beginning and listen from show number one all the way through. Hey, don't forget about our website, bartenderjourney.weebly.com. And uh, there you can find our tip cup to help keep the show going. You can contribute to keep the show going. We need our, your support to keep the show going. We've been doing it for a year now, and, um, you know, it costs us some money to keep it going, so we'd appreciate your help uh, to keep going another year. we got one more show, and then Vanna will be back the week after next. With uh, He's got four shows planned, um, so I know you all miss Vanna. I do, too, and uh, we'll see you then. Hey, you can find me on email at vince.bartender at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at barkeeptips. Please get in touch with uh, whatever you have to say about bartending, about the show, whatever. Again, cheers. We appreciate you guys listening. Bye-bye.